0: Are you ready to brave the wild with me your host Paladino Joey? Brave the Wild is available on the iTunes, Stitcher and Double Twist. Nice to be back on board once again today here on Brave the Wild. This last week, well, it was a week of trends continuing. Uh, there's been a downtrend with the Edmonton Oilers, a really <laughs> awful trend with the Colorado Avalanche, and the Wild end up sweeping the Vegas Golden Knights. So we continue to actually be one of the few teams that can actually beat them. And we beat them at home. Uh, they're suddenly starting to struggle at home as well. But hey, it is what it is. The Wild end up going one and two, and then we get to head into Arizona tonight. So yeah. Well, I'll say it again. It is what it is. Uh, one and two week. Edmonton and Colorado kind of making mincemeat of us a little bit. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Uh, but mm, well, they both used to be division rivals. Edmonton now in the Pacific. We used to all be in the Northwest Division back in the good old days. They didn't have Connor McDavid, but they had some gritty teams. They had Guerin and all that. They had uh, Jug weight in the early days and all that. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Um, Edmonton is lousy this year, but they kicked our ass again, and it's really annoying. Uh, it really is. Connor McDavid looked like Connor McDavid, and good for him. Uh, ended up scoring twice. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who's started the season very strong when uh, Leon Dreisaitl was hurt and this and that. He started strong, but the Oilers weren't doing that well. They were giving up goals, this and that. He ends up getting an empty netter in the game. The Oilers win the game 4-1. and Connor McDavid again had his way, but Charlie Coyle, what a nice week. Uh, he ends up being the only goal scorer in this game, and you're going to hear his name a bit tonight, uh, tonight, today, whatever it is, it's actually today for me right now. <laughs> Tyler Ennis and Gustav Olofsson all factoring in the scoring on Charlie Coyle's goal, the lone goal for the Minnesota Wild. so good for Gustav Olofsson as Nick Steeler would return to action in the following game, but of course, things not so great for Nick Steeler or anybody. Uh, Tyler Ennis and Gustav Olofsson getting much needed points to semi-raise their numbers just a little bit. Uh, Olofsson with 8 points though in limited action, that's not that bad. Uh, that's okay, he's got 8 points in 39 games, of course, all assists. Tyler Ennis is now at 20. Woo, alright, for about 4.6 mil a year, and you're stuck with that contract next year too? Uh, Oh, Chuck. Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. What are you doing there? Chuck. Chuck Fletcher. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. Everybody talks about it, that trade. And you kind of had to do it because of situation, salary cap situation and all that. But why did you have to sign Marcus Foligno to a salary cap extension or or, uh, an extension, salary cap extension, a extension, three-year extension? What were you thinking? Um, I don't know. I don't know. He's already, but he was already signed it through next year and everything. And you got to sign an extension. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess we did <laughs> a little under 3 million a year. It's not the worst contract ever, but it's pretty bad. Um, <sighs> Yeah, it sucks. It is what it is. Uh, Tyler Innis always knocking on the door, but can never get through the stretch, can never get the puck past the line, past the goalie. Always knocking on the door, but uh, this is a result league. You got to score once in a while. Still stuck at eight goals, 20 points on the year. He manages to get assists with juicy rebounds, this and that, and somebody else tips it in, and you wish he could tip in something once in a while. That'd be great, but whatever. Again, it's a results league. I thought Sealer had three points, but I guess it's two. Two assists on the season, so good for him there, I guess. (laughs) But it's nice to see Seeler back. Him and Olivston, yeah, they're going to be fighting for minutes, this and that, time on ice, all that. And uh, this is before the prospect position, but of course, yeah, we're going to talk about the prospects much later in the show. But I will mention that uh, Luis Belpedio is in negotiations to join the Minnesota Wild. It's looking like a two-year deal to start things out kind of weird, but, well, it is what it is, it'll be nice to have, uh, Mr. Luis Belpedio, at least to the Iowa Wilder, Louis Belpedio, Luis Belpedio, former Miami Red Hawk, Red Hawk, not Knights, <laughs> Red Hawks, the Red Knights are, uh, Benilde St. Margaret, yeah, BSM, kind of St. Louis Park here, yeah, that's a few, few miles from where I live here, um, <laughs> losing my mind, but, uh, yeah, how could you not lose your mind after games like this? But at least it was some of the better players that scored this time. It wasn't freaking Lucic or somebody like that. Oh, that was a disgusting goal last, last time around when these teams played. It's not a sweep. Uh, I, I, I was going to say brooms all around. It feels like a sweep, but the Edmonton Oilers are sweeping the wild right now. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche end up closing out the series. At the end of the day, four games to one, pretty nasty as the Wild did win a shootout earlier in the season at the very beginning, but then ultimately the Colorado Avalanche take care of business from there on forward, lucky for us, just wonderful stuff. Um, But nice to see Charlie Coyle playing a lot better, Uh, he's getting rewarded a bit here and there too, but you're seeing a more aggressive Charlie Coyle, a guy who wants to be a part of the scoring now, rather than just kind of, he's just kind of there and deferring and he just he just works so hard, but then never, never gets anything going. And now he is getting stuff going, and good for him. Uh, ultimately up to a five-game point streak by the end of the Vegas game. So good again for Charlie Coyle as he continues that trend. Nice to see the goal at the end of the day past uh, the Edmonton goaltender, Cam Talbot, who... Has generally stunk most of the season, and one of the reasons why the Edmonton Oilers have stunk really bad, and they're going to be getting a higher draft pick. So, yay, I guess, but that's what the Oilers do. They get high draft picks. They're kind of like the Timberwolves. <laughs> you get your Connor McDavid, your Carl Anthony Towns, and, and well, and then you keep missing the playoffs, but luckily the Timberwolves aren't, are now they are going to make it. But uh, yeah, check out Timberwolves Explosion, brand new show recorded yesterday morning. I uh, tend to record Timberwolves Friday and Brave the Wild Saturday mornings. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was the first overall pick and he looks like nothing of the sort. Looks like a third rounder. Looks like Ivan Lodnia. Uh, maybe. If Ivan Lodnia actually even makes it to the NHL. Yeah, that's another little brief thing we'll talk about in the uh, <laughs> prospect segment. But yeah, yuck. Let's just move on. Yuck. Hated it. Hated it. Why can't we beat the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, luckily, we get one more crack at them later in the season on April the 2nd, sec- uh, if I remember. Yep, it's April the 2nd coming up. Colorado Avalanche. This series is over, and thank God. Five to one basically is about the same as four to one, which is, of course, the season series finale. So, if it was a playoff series, the Colorado Avalanche have knocked the Wild out in five games. Yuck. Luckily, it's not the playoffs, and luckily, if the Wild do find a way to play the Colorado Avalanche at some point in the postseason, uh, somehow, some way, I just think it's going to turn. It'll be a nasty series. It'll be. It'll not go without some getting your butt kicked in games like this because that's usually how it is. You're going to lose a couple games to Colorado pretty rough, but then they still end up coming back and winning the game. Devin Dubnik was dog dookie in this game. He stunk. He stunk. Can we say it straight up here? Uh, When Devin Dubnik is off his game, he sucks glove side. I mean, he just gets beat over and over and over and over on the glove side, and it just continues to happen. The Colorado Avalanche, of course, namely Nathan McKinnon, probably the best player in the league right now, um, kind of, okay, you know, go ahead and say it, get mad at me for saying that, but he's playing better than anybody else in the NHL this most of the season, and he deserves MVP, ah, extreme consideration for MVP, Hart Trophy Award just skated around Coivu. Eh, you know, as good as a defender as Coivu is, you can't keep up with Nathan McKinnon, and there's multiple players in Colorado that are like that. Uh, Comper had a hell of a game. Scoring from his bleeping knees off a rebound from Samuel Girard. It was off a juicy rebound. Scoring off his bleeping knees, you know, the concentration on that play, he deserves a lot of credit. So, nice, nice play by Mr. Comfer there. He scored early. He started the scoring in the latter stages of the first period. Did Comper But off his knees, Jiminy. Uh, Again, though, again, as great of a play as it was, he saw the opening and finished. But again, Dubnik, come on, man. You know? (laughs) Just not ready for anything. But then again, in this case, he was kind of, he was falling over. There was some collision going on. And you know how it is with goaltenders. Obviously, there's a lot of traffic in front of the net. And they can only do so much. Eventually, you're going to lose your footing and things are going to happen incredible concentration for Comfort. It's frustrating and I hate it, but it was a great play and I'll give him credit. Uh, Nathan McKinnon's 33rd goal, again, that was quite easy for him. Uh, Koivu, though, from Coyle. Great play from Coyle. He could have shot it, but he made the right play, I'd have to say. And Koivu with a nice uh, wrister. 13th goal of the season. That was good and nice to see Coyle being a part of things. Multiple Uh, opportunities for the Wild in this game. Hit the post, I don't know how many times. Uh, Dumba had a pretty solid week this week. Several scoring chances. He finally got rewarded on the third goal against the Vegas Golden Knights. But uh, Parisi, oh, hit the post in the game. Nita Ryder hit the post. So many other players. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, if it's just a teeny bit more accurate... Things would have gone a little differently, but of course Colorado hit the post on numerous occasions. There were These absolutely would have been goals. It wasn't just, oh, you know, the the shot was off, and, you know, the goalie would have stopped it anyway, which happens very often. So those are not just shots off the post, where there were several times in this game where Dubnik was beat and the puck went off the post. This could have been 8-1 to one or something like that. But again, maybe it would have been 8-4 to four because of the wild again. Ah, Parisi right off the top of the bar there. Um, the lower part of the top bar, I'll say. And bummer, man. That, that could have gone in and it didn't. And it is what it is. He had beaten Verlamov. Verlamov getting the puck luck and making the stops he needed to. He ended up facing 34 shots in the game. So good on him. Uh, the wild effort was good offensively, defensively, not the best. And Dumnik was pretty lousy in the game. This game was on national television. Not the kind of game you want the country to see, the whole country. And you saw the line. You saw, it's very easy to read the lips of Devin, uh, Devin Dubnik, of uh, Bruce Boudreau, and talk is that that, that, that phrase <laughs> was pointed at Devin Dubnik, wake the F up, wake the bleep up, and he said the whole word. He just, you know, and Devin Dubnik did need to wake the bleep up, and you got to see Alex Daylock in that against the Vegas Golden Knights, and it was a much better game, and Great. Uh, the wild effort was good. Uh, they stymied this Vegas team beyond belief through the first two and a half periods or so. Then you get the little flurry late in the game, which is going to happen all the time. It's going to always happen because teams are going to try to make a comeback, and the Vegas Golden Knights made it a very interesting game. Eric Bleepenhalla with his 28th Bleepen goal on the season. Eric Holler, wow. I mean, that guy is... Uh, Wow. He's doing great, isn't he? Um, good for Eric Hall. 28 bleeping goals. He's a top six player, top uh, one or two center, whatever it is. He could play top center. He can play second line center, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if you're in the top two or top six, whatever you want to call it. He is. Uh, wow. <laughs> he's been something. He ended up getting an assist also in the game. Fifty-one points for Eric Hall. He's got more goals than assists, but I kind of could see that from Hall. He's more of a he, he's he can score goals. Uh, he's not much of a he, he's not like a supreme playmaker like uh, Mikhail Grandlin. You always kind of saw him comparable to Granlin, but he's a different player. He's more of a he is more of a goal scorer than an assist man, and he's got fifty-one points. Uh, Mikhail Grandlin now at fifty-eight on the season, so good for him. But chimney Christmas uh, Eric Hall, a great season and good on him. A far cry from that thirty-four points he had when. Uh, John Torchetti was the coach after struggling mightily in his third season with Minnesota under Mike Yeo. John Torchetti takes over. Eric Holla explodes as a plus 21 season. Nice. Uh, plus 5 last year, only 26 points. You expected more, especially with Bruce Boudreaux. So that's where the heartbreak comes in and you figure, ah, oh, it's Eric Holla. You know, he's he's a good player, but how, how good is he? Is he just a 30-point guy? You know, like third line, fourth line center at best. Yeah, I guess he's better. And I don't know. It just worked out better for him in Las Vegas. It sure did. Charlie Coyle, 11th goal of the season for Matt Cullen. Now again, this was a juicy rebound for Matt Cullen and Coyle with the concentration able to finish lifting it past Mark andre Fleury. This is the first time the Minnesota Wild faced Mark andre Fleury of the Vegas Golden Knights. yet. P.K. Supan the first uh, P.K. Supan. Malcolm Supan in that the first couple of times. Uh-oh, this thing's flickering. That can't be good. Alex Daylock ended up facing 28 shots. He was stuck at like 13-14 for the longest time. Um, but, wow, uh, because the Wild defense was stymieing, they were keeping the puck off the net, and that's good. But Alex Daylock was making the saves he needed to. And who do you think scored the first Minnesota Wild goal in Las Vegas? Let's let's hear it. Yep, Jason Zucker. That's great. 29th goal of the season. Only 7 minutes, 7.5 minutes or so into the game from 20 29th goal of the season, and good for him. Uh, Coyle and Matt Dumba would score only about two minutes apart, even less than that, about a minute and a half apart from each other, both getting their 11th goal, and Matt Cullen getting his 11th, and Ryder getting his 11th assist, and uh, Matt Cullen getting his 11th assist, Dumba his 11th goal, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, okay, creepy, creepy, um, <laughs> yeah, that is creepy, all right. Too many 11s here, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the wild won the game. Uh, Zach Parisi would end up burying the empty netter. Eric Halla and Ryan Carpenter made things very interesting. As uh, we all know what Matt Kowalska did tied the game up for the Gophers with about 50 seconds left. Ryan Carpenter, that was many years ago, of course. Ryan Carpenter putting the Vegas Knights within one goal with about a minute left, but luckily the wild end up finishing on the empty netter. Uh, the Vegas golden Knights scored with the empty net and they did a great job down the stretch. Again, Holland put the Vegas Knights golden Knights in the game. David Perron, former St. Louis blue with 48 assists on the season, by the way, that cannot go unnoted. Amazing numbers there for David Perron. Pretty awesome. Um, Ryan Carpenter, though, making it interesting. you thought maybe here come the Vegas Golden Knights, but luckily the Wild this time capitalized on the empty netter. Cuevu unable to hit it last time around, but this time he did get the assist, though, along with Granlin, as Zach Parisi was able to pair his eighth goal of the season. He still only got 15 points on the year. And he had a nice point streak going, and it's gotten quiet, but at least he scored here, so good on Parisi. Almost scored against Colorado multiple occasions. Uh, but you could say that about just about everybody in that Colorado game. Just Things just didn't go right. Uh, Niederreiter had many chances. I thought he had a pretty good week. Charlie Coyle had a very, very good week. Uh, most of the skaters, I got to say, were solid. I mean, Tyler Ennis, yeah, the effort's always there. And he gets all these chances and nothing happens. And then injuries happen, unfortunately, as well, which I didn't even talk about yet. Uh, Jason Zucker, we thought he might have broke his wrist or had a concussion in the Colorado game, but luckily, not the case. Thank God in heaven for that. There's Jason Zucker back out there and scoring, and he looks normal. He looks like Jason Zucker, so that was the good part. A bit distracted was I in this one because of the frustration of this game in general, but uh, Jason Zucker, of course, missing a significant amount of time with that potential injury, but nice to see him back out there. Uh, Jared Spurgeon got hurt. He did the splits and all that. Ends up being a torn uh, uh, hamstring, very late in the game, both of these injuries happened late, like they called it injury to install stuff like that. So, but luckily, the Minnesota Wild able to survive at the end of the day. Whew, scary stuff, scary games, very frustrating. The Wild, thankfully, again, uh, but J- Jared Spurs is going to miss the rest of the probably the rest of the regular season, which is heartbreaking and sad. But you know, I mean, it's kind of like what can you do? Injuries happened. He missed time earlier in the year, and here's Ryan Murphy again. Uh, you're, not, you're not seeing uh, Brennan Mendel. It would be nice to see him, but he's probably a little bit raw. I mean, 20 years old, and he wasn't even drafted. But I think you will see Brennan Mendel with the Minnesota Wild at some point. Uh, that's why you saw Jason Zucker with only 13 minutes, though. Uh, again, looked like he might have injured his wrist, but then ultimately he was... Under the, it was in the dark room for the uh, concussion protocol, and here he is back on the ice scoring his 29th goal against the Vegas Golden Knights, and he did return against Colorado, thank God. Uh, Jared Spurgeon, again, that's where you're seeing his minutes reduced into the 18s because that's when he got injured against the Colorado Avalanche. Overall, nasty-ass, yucky game. Uh, Matt Dumba, obviously, again, moving up into the top pairing. Gustav Olofsson scratched in the game and scratched again. Obviously, he's a left shot, So, and Spurgeon's a right shot. That's why you're seeing Ryan Murphy, maybe Luis Belpedio one of these days. Some people were thinking, Luis Belpedio, because he's a right shot defenseman. I kind of doubt he's going to suit up for the Minnesota Wild, and do you really want to burn one of his ears? Uh, no. No. It's too late in the year, and is, is he ready for NHL hockey? Uh, I don't know. Is, is it really worth it? Because Spurgeon's going to come back when the Wild get to the playoffs. It'll be right around that time, kind of like, uh, <laughs> like Jimmy Butler with the Timberwolves. Kind of similar in that sense. <laughs> But a partially torn uh, hamstring, if I said it right, for uh, Jared Spurgeon. Ah, so unfortunate. And you love him; he's my favorite player in the Wild. Nick Steeler's moving up that list, though a little bit. Uh, he, he's, he's that anchor defense, and we've always wanted. I'm sure his minutes will increase here and there, at times. But mm, nice to see Ryan Murphy back out there. He did a good job for the Wild earlier in the season in nine games during Spurgeon's injury. That was quite a while. Uh, and, of course, the frustration with the uh, the other players, uh, the, the right shot earlier in the season as well. Uh boy. Um, Ryan Murphy played solidly. Kind of held his own out there. He's nothing special. And, I don't know, eventually it's going to be someone else's job, I think. But Murphy held his own. I mean, 19 minutes, he was a plus in the game. He was solid. He's never going to make mistakes, which is good. I mean, well, everybody makes some, but he's not going to make them very often. Domba back up to the top pairing, blah, blah, blah. He ended up scoring on a nice rebound, as that's kind of how the goals were scored in this game. Overall, solid week for Matt Dumba. Yule and that continues to be on that fourth line. And of course, Zach Mitchell called up also, because somebody had to get called up after Luke Cunningham got hurt. Zach Mitchell and Ryan Murphy, the lucky ones that got called up at the end of the day. Obviously, Luke Cunning scratched because of injury. Jared Spurgeon and Daniel Winnick scratched in favor of Zach Mitchell. I expect to see Daniel Winnick back in the lineup. I but, hey, we're 1-0 with Zach Mitchell back up here, I guess. I don't know. But we'll see. Maybe Daniel Winnick's beat up a little bit, and we don't know. It's always, there's always stuff like that. Luke Cunning out for the season. Gustav Olofsson, yeah. So, it kind of is what it is. We'll just have to let that play out. Um, Jordan. Well, we'll talk about Jordan Greenway in a little bit, but there's a reason why he's not been signed yet because they're still playing. Damn it! So we'll get back to that in a bit. The awards for this week. The Mike Madonna Award is going to go to Charlie Coyle. Overall strong, 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 solid week. Nice to see him playing like this. Just keep doing it, Charlie. Maybe you'll actually get to 25 goals one of these seasons. Maybe it'll end up being for the Boston Bruins or something. You know, that's where he's from. Damn it! But wherever it is, Charlie Coyle, one of these years might finally break through. Uh, Lou Nanny, harken back to the old days, what was the guy's name? Like Wilkerson or something like that, back in the early '80s, a guy who they said had Gretzky-like talent. Or was it? Ah, was it Nilsson? Nilsson had Gretzky-like talent for the North Stars years ago, but he never shot the bleeping puck. They literally said Gretzky-like talent. People couldn't believe how good he was. Yeah, Pat McIlhenny and Lou Nanny having a conversation um, last week, I believe, sometime they could they couldn't get over yes that was last saturday couldn't get over how the guy would never shoot the bleep and puck and they were comparing him to charlie coyle how he would wind up with like 15 10 15 goal seasons when he could have probably been a superstar uh, it was a guy from sweden if i remember correctly uh, they just did not understand it and Lou Nanny said if i put a gun to your if somebody put a gun to your head and said you need to put nine shots on goal tonight wh- uh, or or will we'll take your kids away from you or something like that And he said, oh, definitely. And he said, well, you had zero bleeping shots, basically, along the line. So uh, that's kind of what uh, Charlie Coyle needs. Somebody to say, put nine shots on goal. (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of the situation, Charlie Coyle. Interesting comparison there. Um, Definitely not Gretzky-like talent, but he's a guy who could be a scorer in the NHL. And to me, there's no doubt about that. You hope that he can... Change his uh, his ways a little bit and be more aggressive. And great week this week, Charlie Coyle. The James Shepherd Memorial's gotta go to Durmneck. He looked like crap. Uh when he's good, he's great. When he's bad, he sucks. Uh goalies have streaks, and that's kind of why the Minnesota Wild had success because you had two starting goalies going back and forth. One would get hot, the other would get cold. You'd flip them around, this and that. That was the whole Dwayne Rollis and Manny Fernandez situation. Maybe that's gonna happen with Stalok and Dumnik. I don't know. But uh that's why the Wild went on that uh Awesome run back in 3 and of course Marion uh, Marion Gabrick and Wes Walls scoring machines throughout that uh, playoff run. Wes Walls was unbelievable in that playoff run. I, he became like my favorite player on the team outside of Gabrick for a while there because of that. So that'll wrap up this segment. Let's take a quick break. Only two games to preview coming up. The Kings and Arizona. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> but, yeah, well, that's where we got to play next. Back here on brave the wild preview segment and talk about the prospects two games arizona oh boy can we avoid the broom tonight we are in arizona yes sir phoenix arizona or wherever you want to call it yeah it's where it is Gila river arena Gila river arena um, i'm happy that arizona has a hockey team i'm happy for that market and everything i don't know though um I like the old Winnipeg Jets. I like their old logo. I don't like the new team at all. They drive me crazy. But, well, uh, they're more competitive, I guess. Arizona, I know. I I like their logo. I like their colors. I like their uniforms. But, God, I hate when we lose to them, and we continue to lose to them, and, boy, are they struggling, and I don't know what to think about that market right now with hockey. Uh, They've won three of their last five, though. Uh, That's pretty crazy they beat Vancouver. Eh, twice. Okay, sure. But they only allowed 0.5 goals in those games, so good for them there. Five to two loss to Colorado on the tenth. No surprise. Four to three win over the Los Angeles Kings. And a not surprising loss to Nashville, who's playing better than anybody in hockey. Three and two or, or a three to two game, though, competitive. Arizona's playing better, and they're playing spoiler, and they're loosey-goosey and blah, blah, blah. The Wild also three out of their last five with a couple of freaking blotches on, on their white on their nice white new shirt. Ink stains all over it. Edmonton and Colorado. Four to one and five to one. Ugh. Okay, you played Connor McDavid. You played Nathan McKinnon. But just sucked you know what in those games. Hardcore. Just hardcore. And yeah, it's gotta be a little different. Beat Arizona. Devin Dubnik will be a net. And it looks like Mr. Boudreaux played it correctly this time. You figure put Dubnik against Arizona, and you know, hopefully that'll quote unquote guarantee a win, especially if he's you know, he didn't get to play against Las Vegas. Oh, he didn't get to be in there. So let's see him with Arizona. Hopefully that'll get him to wake up and play better. And Wild finally beat Arizona and avoid an embarrassing three game sweep against the Coyotes. No disrespect meant to the team, they have a nice future. They got Clayton Keller, guys like that. I just, I like Arizona. I have a soft spot for him for some strange reason. I I, I don't know what it is. I just like him. <laughs> I like him a lot, actually. And, you know, I like the logo, the uniform. I like the name. Uh, Anti-Rent has been solid in that, of kind of, you know, he started off the season terribly, but he's gotten better and better. Darcy Kemper has now been in that six times, and his goals against averages are about stay-lock level. He's gotten a shutout for Arizona, believe it or not um, he's got a 2-3 and three record, 2.68, so about Staloc level, too bad Staloc couldn't get that shutout, but, well, Eric Hollis said no, Clayton Keller leading the way, 51 points, Derek Stepon, another former New York Ranger on the roster, of course, Alex Kalagowski, former Gopher in Dallas Star, Nick Cousins, yes, there's Nick Cousins, and then there's Kirk Cousins, yes, Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings expect a Purple Mafia episode to come up fairly soon for free agency. I'm just kind of sitting back and waiting because of all the free agency going on. But, uh, well, we missed out on Honey Badger, so, but we got Sheldon uh, Richardson. So, wow. Maybe got to get that recorded fairly soon or at least start piecing it together, if you know what I mean. Um, wow. Uh, this team's playing better and good on them. I mean, but it's spoiler mode. When you stink, you start feeling more loosey-goosey. I don't know and nobody wants to lose games, that's why these guys are competitive, they don't want to be looked on as a laughing stock, just like if you're the lowest production team at work when you're, you know, building parts nobody wants to be that, so you get feisty you get better, you improve, and that's kind of what Arizona's sort of doing, and they're catching up to Vancouver and they did a good job of it the past week Vancouver Canucks only two points ahead of Arizona now, for the whole you know, second last place in the Pacific Division and and the Western Conference Um, there isn't a bad team in the Central Division, except maybe a certain Chicago team, which, yeah, that might be professional suicide calling them last place, but, well, hmm, too bad. <laughs> They're going to come back. I know they are, unfortunately. It, it'll happen. Uh, Arizona, I think, will come back, too. Another good draft pick or two, and uh, prospects in the system that have got to be there will continue to come up and produce, and there it is. Uh, Arizona's going to get better, maybe in a different city. They won't be Seattle because they're going to get their own expansion team and they'll be a lot like the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm sure. Uh, all kinds of name possibilities that are blanking on me now. Sea Lions was one of them. That's kind of interesting. Sea Lions and Seahawks. Okay, sure. It'll be a little weird, though. Maybe that won't work out. I don't know. Sea Lions, Seahawks in the same city. I guess. Seattle, sea, sea, whatever. <sighs> Quebec Nordiques? Is it the next Quebec Nordiques? Is Arizona going to be the Nordiques again? Well, not the Nordiques. They they were the Jets. But will the Nordiques exist again with that old logo or they make up some other weird one? Eh, they'll probably make up some weird one. Just love that blue uh, Winnipeg Jets logo. I mean, great. It looks like Labette blue. That's great. I like the old one. Bring it back. Bastards. Bastards. But to the point, please win tonight. Please. And I think the Wild will win tonight. I'm going to step out in good faith. You need to win this game. I don't care what this team's record is against us. If trends continue though, which they have done, the Wild have continued to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, which will still win their division despite Nashville's way ahead of them and they're never going to catch him now. Nashville's the Kings of the West. They are going to win the Western Conference and I think Nashville is going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think Nashville, Tennessee is going to win a Stanley Cup this year and the wild have to play them twice very soon coming up here uh not this week's show next week's show will be previewing them to me there's no excuse i expect darcy camper versus Devin Dubik tonight i think that's exactly what's going to happen and it's going to be very interesting it's just you know just a personal guess and you know what do it do it arizona put darcy in in there and i think the wild will win the game something of the likes three to two i think they'll win I, i know it's kind of a boring prediction a boring score but that's kind of what's been going on with arizona I think the Wilds scored three goals against Darcy Kemper and win the game. The most likely guy to score in the game. Let's go, with Jason Zucker. He's gonna get his 30th goal of the season tonight. 30 goals for Jason Zucker. And Minnesota wins three to two. I think we'll be just good enough. We'll play a little more solid, more sound. I mean, you can't take things for granted when you're playing the Arizona Coyotes. This has got to stop. Arizona's playing better. You know, we gotta hang on to that third. Spot in the central division, we're not going to catch Winnipeg, and we're sure as hell not catching Nashville. Where there's no almost pretty much we're just about mathematically out of catching Nashville at this point. I mean, even if you go undefeated, so yeah, which we're not going to do. Um, Arizona, Minnesota's got to beat this team tonight, it's and and we're going to we're going to avoid the sweep. I, I just got that feeling. I think Dubick's going to have a very solid game, he might even get a shutout tonight. Very strong possibility. I'm going to go with only one goal for Arizona, and it will be Clayton Keller, the best player on the Arizona Coyotes, and a guy who will be a consistent, uh, solid star for the Arizona Coyotes in the years to come. He'll be the next Shane Doan, in a sense, but hopefully better for his sake. I mean, Shane Doan was always good, but I hopefully for Clayton Keller's sake, he'll go beyond that. Uh, Darcy Kemper may play many years in Arizona, and I think that'd be a fun place to play. I do. Um, no reason to hate on the Arizona Coyotes. I like I would love to, I would love to live in the Southwest. And at least you don't have a bunch of crazy gamblers like Vegas, but hey, what a cool place that must be, though, to play hockey. Oh, that's a cool place anyway. Uh, as long as you don't gamble all your money away like an idiot, just don't do that. Uh, Minnesota's going to win 3-1, to in my humble opinion. Dubnik, or he might even get a shout-out, but I'll go with 3-1. Minnesota wins the game. Jason Zucker most likely got a score. Let's move on. Los Angeles Kings... How has this matchup fared for Minnesota? It's kind of all over the place. Uh, historically, it's been bad over many years, but mm, you know things change. Obviously, Minnesota has always ha- has had lots of success against Arizona in the distant past, but nowadays, I don't know. It's not been that positive, unfortunately. <sighs> As for the Kings, mm, um, you, you just kind of sit back, hope for the best, Dad. Uh, Anze Kopitar is having a great season once again, and the Kings are very much in playoff contention. 80 points for Anze Kopitar, 51 assists, 29 goals on the season. Drew Doughty, 51 points, uh, one of the top defensemen in all of hockey. After that, you you know, Dustin Brown, uh, Tyler Toffley, Jake Muslin, you know, not the most exciting names you've ever heard. Alec Martinez who scored the Stanley Cup clinching goal years ago. Uh, in 2014, the second Stanley Cup for the Kings. Marion Gabrick, only 30 games and 14 points. And I remember he had that huge game against Minnesota months ago. And good on him, I guess, as much as it pissed me off. This game game will be on national broadcast. So, yeah, national broadcast, Monday night, NBC Sports, cool. (laughs) Right after NCAA weekend here, as you'll have the Sweet 16 uh, put together at that point. It's going to be... Ah, oh, boy. Well, it's two third-place teams. Third-place Pacific, third-place Central. Two teams that will probably not meet each other in the playoffs, I'm guessing. Uh, very unlikely at the end of the day. The Los Angeles Kings recently have, well, kind of been up and down, back and forth, back and forth. No losing, no streaks necessarily. Uh, they beat Washington 3-1, to got crushed by St. Louis 7-2 on the 10th of March. Hmm. Hmm. St. Louis, nice game for them. Shut out the Vancouver, Can- uh, Vancouver Canucks at home. Went to Arizona and lost. Wow! And yep, that was March thirteenth, very recently, and beat Detroit four to one. So kind of back forth, back forth. Jonathan Quick and now Jack Campbell is the backup goalie. I expect Jonathan Quick in that. Uh, he's only ten- he's only three games above five hundred. Jonathan Quick, the stat of the year here, and why the bleep did the Kings trade him? Why? Uh, Darcy Kemper, are you ready for these numbers with the LA Kings? It's like you sit back, and you think about it, and you're like, holy, holy, bleepity, bleepity, bleep. Jonathan Quick, again, I will mention these stats first. 28 and 25 on the season. Three games above 500, 2.41 goals against average. Four shutouts. Okay, that's good. That's respectable. Darcy Bleepin Kemper. Now, he started 15 games, ended up playing in 19, replacing Quick, I guess, in some icky games, or maybe injured or whatever. Win lost record 10 and 1. 2.1 goals against average and three shutouts. What? Liar! You liar, you liar! Uh huh. Um, wow. That's pretty good. Um, why did they trade him? And when the hell did Kemper get that good? I, I guess. Um, he's had some good games at the Wild. And yes, he's streaky and everything, but that's. Where was this when he was with Minnesota as a backup goalie? Oh, Darcy. And then the Kings trade him. Sure. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Uh, I hope they got something for him. But I can't imagine it wasn't that much. I mean, uh, regardless, Minnesota, so far this season against the Los Angeles Kings, well, no success. A 5-2 loss. Amber Gabrick was awesome in that game. He got, two, he got two goals. He was so good. That was way back on the 5th of December. This game is at home for the Minnesota Wild and why shouldn't the Wild sweep LA and Arizona? I mean this could easily go 0 and 2, but I think Minnesota's going to win. Uh, you got also you got the LA Kings coming up on the 5th of April. I think that's a loss. I think the Kings will win the season series 2 to 1, but I do not think the Kings will sweep the Minnesota Wild. A national televised game and you know Jonathan Quick has not been spectacular of late let's see, okay, how's the trend going, since we're talking about trends, okay, uh uh-oh, so they'd lose to New Jersey and beat Minnesota, if the trend continues, well, let's bust that trend, okay, let's bust the trend, maybe they'll lose to New Jersey and Minnesota, eh, huh, huh, yeah, Oof boy, and they got Winnipeg and Colorado coming up, that's gonna suck, (laughs) yeah, well, um, I, I think the Wild are gonna win both of these games, and I think they need to win both of these games, home game against the Kings, who are kind of, they're just okay, and if you're going to beat LA once this year, you got to win this one, because going to LA and winning is really tough, unless Darcy Kemper's in net for the Wild, uh, for some, I mean, Darcy Kemper just owns that building, and why the hell, because remember when he was with the Wild in the past, Darcy Kemper had those huge games for the Kings, or against the Kings, he goes to the Kings, and he has huge numbers, great numbers, should I say, same percentage, 93% also, by the way, and they traded him. I don't get it, man. Um, unless he's demanding to start. You're not going to start over Jonathan Quick. And I, I don't know, is he going to start for Arizona? I think he will tonight. That's my guess. And I would figure if he shut the wild down real bad. But I think Minnesota's going to beat the uh, Los Angeles Kings. I've got a good feeling. I've got a strange feeling it's going to be a yucky game for Jonathan Quick. I think Minnesota's going to pull this one out like 4-2. to two, Something along those lines. The most likely guy to score against the Kings... I don't even know anymore. I'll, I'll go with Eric Stahl. He's going to get his 38th, at least his 38th goal of the season if he didn't score against Arizona between this now, now and then, uh, I think uh, Eric Stahl will get his at least 38th goal. Maybe even a multi-goal game. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, somebody in this game get multiple goals, uh, either Granlund or Stahl most likely in the game. Um, but I think Minnesota's going to have their one win against the Kings. It'll be one of those comfortable, solid, well-played games before like like before the Vegas Knights caught up <laughs> last night. That was something where things looked good. I think the Wild will just outplay the Kings, outshoot them, outplay them, and, and, and win on uh, national television, a 4-2 to victory for the Minnesota Wild at home against the Los Angeles Kings. So with that, let's look at the prospects. As we jump quickly into the Iowa Wild, or so attempt to do so, uh, Cam- Sam and us, uh, you know... Boudreaux likes to be with guys he's comfortable with. Zach Mitchell, Samonas, Zach Mitchell, Samonas. I mean, I know Samonas, it's tough to call somebody up when you want to put him, if you don't want to put him on the power play and a guy that's more successful when he's on the power play this and that, then put Samonas on the power play once in a blue moon. You know, I mean, does it have to be somebody you know and somebody you trust. does it always have to be that way. Don't try to be like Tom Thibodeau. Or it's bad enough that they signed Derek Rose because of that reason. Minnesota Timberwolves that is. <sighs> Saminas is leading that team in goals and in points, 51 points. He's a good player, and he's 24 years old, and he needs to get in the NHL at least something. He needs a shot in the NHL. He deserves it, uh, Saminas, especially with Luke out. This guy could be a prospect for your team. Yes, he was undrafted and all that, but he's he could be a legitimate prospect. He was great with uh, Quinnipiac. He struggled a little bit last year, but he was hurt, and he missed a couple games at the beginning of the season, and then he just quietly started to take off. Everywhere Staminas has gone, Anas, Anas has gone, he has gotten the job done. Justin Kloos, everywhere he's gone, he's gotten the job done. <clears throat> Ultimately, he'll probably be, he'll probably replace Matt Cullen next year at some point. If Matt Cullen does retire, I think Justin Kloos will be the fourth line center for the Minnesota Wild. and I continue to say it over and over and over and over again. A lot of people would like to see Kyle Rao called up. He's a left winger. Um, Staminas, a right winger. I mean, just figure it out, whatever it is. Zach Mitchell, you know, okay, he's the classic fourth line guy, who gives you a whole lot of nothing. Um, he's good down at the AHL level. He's very good down there, and God bless him. I like that he's getting an opportunity. Ironically, he's the same age as Sam Anas, but Anas has a potential future in the NHL. I think. I think he's got something there. Mitchell, I don't know, man. I I doubt it. At best, just here and there, little cups of coffee. You know. I mean, God bless him. I'd love to see him succeed. A team like Arizona, he'd probably get more minutes. Probably, um, I I could see Zach Mitchell being one of those low end trades. You know, where he he goes to a team like Arizona, kind of like uh, what was that guy's name last year? I don't even remember the the Finnish player that the Wild had, and he did really really well in the uh, in the AHL and did nothing in the NHL. That guy, uh, and he got to go to Arizona. I think Mitchell could see extended time in the NHL on a team like that and then maybe carve out his niche and become a guy who hangs around. Be like a Daniel Winnick or something. But I think that's what Mitchell's going to have to be. Uh, at, at the AHL level, he's good. Very good. Um, Sam Anas deserves a crack at the NHL. He does. And you wanted Luke Cunning up here to get things going. To get the wheels turning. To get his NHL career started. And I think the Wild need to do that with Sam, Sam Anas. I'm frustrated that he's still in the AHL. and I can't imagine how he's feeling right now. Uh, Carson Soucy's now at 12 points. He's tied Nick Steeler with 10 more games. <laughs> Nick Steeler at 12 points in the AHL. Cool. Uh, 10 assists, 2 goals. Uh, but uh, Soucy, the difference there is the plus 12 versus Steelers minus 3. So, interesting again. Uh, Soucy tends to be out there when some of the higher scores are on the ice, apparently. Uh, Sam honest second on the team. Oh, third on the team behind Colton Beck who, who's a plus 8. Even Brennan Mendel's a plus 5. That's great. That's really good. Uh, Ryan Murphy's a minus eight. So interesting thought process there. Uh, Brennan Mendel now at 23 points. He added another assist this week. 23 points on the season, seven goals along the way. Victor Louvre keeps continuing to pile up assists here and there. He's at five since joining the Iowa Wild. He's also out of Sweden again during that uh, Mario Shia trade which was what it was, I suppose. Uh, Pavel Jenny's called up to the AHL level from the ECHL. He's still stuck at one goal in the five games he has played for the Iowa Wild. Uh, <clears throat> Nicholas Fedberg getting in a little bit of trouble lately too down there, but he'll, he'll be back in action. He's had a pretty strong season. Steve Michalik has been okay, but about three goals a game now. So his number is just mediocre at best, and that's too bad. He was much better last year for Iowa. So, a step back this year for uh, Steve Michalik. Again, Sam Anas deserves time in the NHL. Let's see what he can do. He has been successful everywhere he has gone. He's a right shot forward, which is basically a right winger at the end of the day. Um, he's a short guy, but, he, you know, he, he his first year or so, he's like, okay, and then he picks it up as long as he can stay healthy. Sam Anas has a future, I think. He had 28 points in 66 games last year, so he was adequate, but then 51 and 55 this year. He's looking the part. He really is. And again, 50 points in only 43 games for Quinnipiac, and they went to the National Championship game and lost to the Bleepin' North Dakota, fighting Hawks. Fighting Hawks. So, good for him and good for them, I suppose. Dmitry Sokolov continues to own own the the OHL. (laughs) He's been awesome down there ever since going to the Barry Colts. Um, He's now at 90... what was it again? 90, 90... I can't even. I'm blanking on this one, and I apologize. 95 points on the season, 50 goals now for the at, at the at the OHL level. He's had 30 goals in only 28 games for the Barry Colts. He's been insane since going there. As you continue to look at the numbers, and you're just blown away. Um, with the Sudbury Wolves, that team had stunk so bad. 35 uh, 35 games, only 38 points in that time, 20 of them goals. But against his joining the Barry Colts. 57 points in 28 games. That is just nuts. He has more goals than games played. That's how good Sokolov has been since joining the Barry Colts. He's got to pretty much be the about as good a player as you're going to get in the OHL. And I'll say for the 99th time, let's get him at the AHL level as soon as possible. I think that would be helpful. Uh, Brennan Dooham and Providence are going to their conference championship game against... Gets <laughs> Jordan Greenway in Boston University. So, good for those guys. Uh, Jordan Greenway, a c- couple of assists last night. Brandon DeHame, a goal and an assist. So, those two guys continuing to show up for their teams. And they are now... One of them is going to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, Jordan Greenway, obviously... <clears throat> Well, I'm kind of rooting for Brandon Domheim and uh, Providence because I'd like to get Jordan Greenway to the Minnesota Wild fairly soon here. I guess that's how it's going to be instead of calling up Sam Anas, I guess. But I think Sam Anas could still get called up because you're still going to call or you're still going to sign Jordan Greenway and probably have him skate for Minnesota, not Iowa, with Luke Cunning on the roster. So Sam Anas can replace Luke Cunning in that sense. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, what, what are you going to do? So. <clears throat> It is what it is. Uh, Brendan Durham, very doubtful. He'll leave college. He's only a sophomore. Uh, And he's he's still got some, you know, he's still got to get his game up to speed a little bit more, but he certainly had a nice, strong uh, sophomore year. Nick Sweeney, no goal. And Duluth is uh, out out of their tournament. They're playing in the third place game. So good luck to them. They'll probably get to the NCAA tournament anyway. Uh, Ivan Lodnia has not played all week, and he hasn't played in a couple of weeks now, and he's getting scratched, and they've been unhappy with him. His production level dropped, them being the Erie otter. So Ivan Lodnia, the third-round pick, 85th overall for Minnesota in 2017, not doing so well in the OHL level, unlike his counterpart, Mr. Dmitry Sokolov, who's been insanely good. Uh, but Jordan Greenway, a couple of, a couple of uh, assists last night for Boston University, getting his team to the championship game of their conference against Providence. So good for them. At the end of the day, Luis Valpidio again, we're waiting for him to sign that contract and see him at the AHL level. That would be great. Great news indeed, as we're still waiting, unfortunately. And that will hopefully get done pretty soon. I don't know what the holdup is at the end of the day, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Avery Peterson, also no points for Duluth during this past weekend, unfortunately. So that's kind of where things stand at this point for the prospects. Just kind of wait and see and boy some some exciting news. Some it's nice to see a couple of the college players stepping up and their and doing well in their in their uh tournaments. Good for them. And we'll see what happens in the NCAA tournament, because at least one of them, Brandon Duhame or Jordan Greenway, will be in the NCAA tournament, along with hopefully Jack Sadick if there aren't too many upsets in these tournaments and it's heading that direction. The Gophers just might miss. And of course that's where Jack Sadick plays. He's a sophomore for the University of Minnesota. Right defenseman, who I think has future uh, at the professional level. We'll see. I don't know how far he's going to go and how long he's going to be there, but possibly. He's, he's he's gotten stronger and stronger the past couple of years, and he's a top-pairing defenseman for the Gophers, so that's good. <laughs> Jack Sadick, seventh-round pick a couple of years back, officially in 2015. 204th overall. Lakeville native, along with mm, Nick Sweeney, so very cool at the end of the day there. Well, again... Hopefully he just sucks about Luke Cunning. God, I'm sick about it. I, I am so sick about it. I wanted to see Luke Cunning at the NHL level, but Sam Honest, let's go. Come on, Boudreaux. Come on. Enough of the comfort level. Don't be like don't be like Tom Thibodeau. I love Bruce Boudreaux. He's my favorite wild coach ever. I love the honesty, I love the personality, and he's just, he's, he's a great, great, great coach. He knows what he's doing, he's getting results. That's what coaches do, they get results. And that's what Bruce Boudreaux has done since he joined the Minnesota Wild. So I'll close on that thought. <clears throat> Let's get to the phone lines and all that. I also want to give a quick thank you to uh, Hockey Podcast and Vince Germano for sharing the show on Twitter. At Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild at the end of the day there. I don't think there are any comments on the Facebook page. I'll check it out real quick, though. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. As I talked a bit about Luke Connen's injury, and then, of course, uh, the possible signing of Luis Belpedio. And, of course, again, that's why we're waiting on Jordan Greenway, because they're still playing, and he's doing well and good for him. He is just continuing to get better and better. He's got a nice future. He's a center at the collegiate ranks. That's why you're seeing a lot of assists and all that. And there are no comments, just likes and all that. Likes and loves and all that when it comes to Belpedio and Mr. Uh, Spurgeon being out for a while. And that's where you're seeing Ryan Murphy up with Minnesota and Zach Mitchell ultimately replacing uh, Luke Cunnan for the moment. At very least until Jordan Greenway comes up and we see where things go there. Sucks to have some dead money on this team right now with uh, Ennis and Felino. I mean, I like Felino, but not at that price. Bullcrap. I mean, it should be like making Winnick money. Or maybe a little more. Maybe 1.5 or 1.2 or 1, you know. But like 2.8, what the hell? Is is Marcus Tolino that good? No. Come on. Come on. (sighs) Sickening. Okay, I made my point. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. Please give that a follow or like. I guess it would be like on Facebook. Join that page and comment on there. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, there is MNW Players. MNW Players are facebook.com and uh, forward slash MNW Players. All these links will be in the show description. Lovo Bonet and Merrick Taiba kind enough to allow me to post on there. And of course, they are the admins and the creators of that page. They talk about everything about Minnesota Wild all the way from Eric Stahl down to Pavel Geniz, Dylan Lobby down in the ECHL or whatever. Pavel Genis now up at the a- AHL level, and hopefully he sticks there. it has got to get more consistent in the scoring, though. <clears throat> of course, guys getting called up or injured, this and that, and that's why Pavel Geniz now will hopefully be a mainstay to the a- at the AHL level with major prospects like Luke and Cunning coming up to the NHL, but now he's hurt. Damn it. Oh, I'm sick about it. I'm so mad yeah, <clears throat> and I'm acting like a kid almost, and I apologize, so and I am pissed about it, it sucks um, but do join that Facebook page, and check out their website as well, Merrick Skyba and again, of course, Pavel Bunet was the first guy I met out of that group, and he's the leader of that group, the young rising star there, out of Czech, and him and his, uh, Merrick Skyba as well, the Czech Republic there, they love following hockey, and they love keeping up with the Kapokokanins, and of course, Pavel Jenich is their countryman there, from Czech Republic, knows him a little bit, Ellis, Ellis Deska also, another uh, goaltender in the wild system from check. So thanks again, guys, for your coverage and friendship as well. He posts very often on Minnesota wild hardcore, Jim Maddell, Sarah Maddell, Chad Walski. Uh, love you guys. Of course, uh, Chance Kostick, my, my brother's brother-in-law. So essentially my brother-in-law as well. Uh, and David Kostick, the father-in-law there on my brother's side, gigantic wild fans. They traveled to Vegas. Hope you guys had a good time. If you're listening to me right now, happy St. Patrick's Day! By the way, I'm sure that's what's going on. St. Patrick's Day and Vegas sound good for you. Hope you're enjoying yourself. When you're wearing green, it's your team colors, and it works out great. So that makes it easy to wear your St. Patty's green. Is Minnesota Wild jerseys? It's pretty easy. Or a North Stars jersey. I love my North Stars hats. I got three of them. Three over there, and they all have the N. No stars. None of that nonsense. N. Point the end pointing north. That is the that is the uh, <laughs> the background uh, logo, if that's what they call that on the Facebook page. It's the N Star logo, and that's what it is. Because it's not just Brave the Wild; it's Minnesota hockey in a big way. Minnesota NHL hockey. The North Stars and the Wild are a part of this show, as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> Love that logo. Wish we could have it again, but well, I think we've been talking about that for about th- uh, twenty years or more now. So yeah, we're still waiting, right? Uh, well, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, again, thanks for uh, keeping up with the show. Thanks for telling your friends about it. Vince Germano Hockey Podcast. Uh, there's the phone phone lines, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave the Wild. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. And then there you go. Jump on board there. There's also the call now button on the Facebook page. goes to the same number, same situation, goes through Facebook Messenger, so it's completely free and completely fun if you jump on board. All you need is a data or uh, Wi-Fi connection, and you're good to go there. Very simple, very easy, and then the final route is the audio submission route, which you can use with any smart device on the planet. There are free voice recorders on every single one of them. Treat it like a phone call, save it, and send it to paladinolive at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com and then I'm able to convert it from whatever type of file it is into mp3 uh, with via zamzar.com or ah, what was that other one? doggone it Converto that's what it was called Converto some of them don't do certain files so you go to the other one so Converto thank you also for uh, helping me uh, change one of the files uh, for Timberwolves Explosion a couple weeks ago thanks again all of you for listening please tell your friends please write a positive review on iTunes if you could it'd be greatly greatly appreciated thanks again in advance Stitcher as well you can do that if you want to help things out, if you like the show, you enjoy it, and you want to help out, that's a way to do it. And of course, calling in helps too. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you if you could join in. It's greatly appreciated. No matter where you're from, because the audio submission route, you could be from anywhere in the planet. You could be on the International Space Station too. So as long as you're connected to some type of internet, somehow, some way, you'll get in. <laughs> God bless you. We'll talk to you next week and go wild. <laughs>